Good to be here with you on the Monday after Championship Sunday. We got us a 2019 Super Bowl rematch, 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. This time, the 49ers will be bringing with them Brock Purdy, a quarterback, not Jimmy G, and I'm sure that makes Niner fans sleep better at night over these next couple weeks. And as uh, one of our Raider fans reminded us on Friday, this is, in fact, the absolute biggest nightmare for Raider Nation. Sorry, guys. Not only do you have to see the two teams you hate the most, the Chiefs, your arch rival from the AFC West, the team you hated when you uh, shared the similar uh, area code with them in the old Bay Area. Well, I guess it's the same area code, but in the Bay Area, the 49ers. But here's what is even worse than all that. They are now in your new city playing in your stadium, and the greatest part is the AFC teams always get to be, you know, depending on the stadium, it's an AFC stadium, so the AFC teams get to use the AFC team's facility in town. So the Raiders literally have to roll the red carpet out for the Kansas City Chiefs. So there you go. Ouch. Talk about the pain that just doesn't go away for Raider Nation. But here, here's, you know, here's the thing you got to do if you're Andy Reid. You got to get NFL security in there, like pronto. You got to you got to wash that place, debug it. I mean, you got to be very paranoid about what the hell the Raiders might have done to the facility prior to you arriving. So, anyway, all that being said, uh, congrats to the winners, um, and we'll cry in our beer with the losers here today on the show. But a lot to deal with. I mean, as always, when there's these big games, there's you know big moments, there's big players, there's boneheaded moments, all that stuff. And this day was no different. This day was no different. Uh, great start for the Chiefs in the first game. Uh, really put the Ra- Ravens on their heels. Uh, Baltimore never found a, a consistent groove. Obviously, they hit a big play in that first half to answer the Flowers to Lamar play, which is brilliant Lamar. But then after that, I mean, they were really non-existent offensively most of the rest of the day. Yeah, moved the ball. Um, obviously, turned the ball over, self-imploded. But, you know, we do this all the time where it's like, you know, it's all just because one team's dumb and bad. I mean, again, Steve Spagnola has been in this moment so many times, and we've done this show a lot talking about him in the first, you know, so many months we've been on the air here uh, because this season Kansas City's defense has been at a different level. And here's a guy who, of course, as we know, wrecked the Patriots parade of 19-0 when he was the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Um, he has always been a, a really solid defensive coordinator, but he's different in the playoffs. I mean, he's a great defensive coordinator in the postseason. And you saw that again yesterday. Lamar Jackson never was completely comfortable. Todd Munkin, man, I don't know what the hell happened to him yesterday, but boy, <laughs> yeah, I know you can't base your coaching searches off of one day and one outcome and one performance, but it, it, it's not one that it's not going on a high note, that's for sure. And his name isn't really coming up with these last two jobs anyway. But man, he's gonna have a long offseason to try to figure out why you call six design runs uh, in a football game. I mean, there were only six design runs, and I know that you know there were Lamar had eight runs, you know, one of which was designed, the others were scrambles. It just was not a really good day for him. Gus Edwards only touching the ball three times somehow out of the backfield. Uh, four, of course, counting the reception. I mean, it was just – it was not a, a good day for, for Todd Munkin on the offensive side for the Ravens. Did, got away from all the things that made them who they were this season. But, again, give the Chiefs a lot of credit. Suckered them into some of it. Made plays. Uh, got the takeaways and they needed it. So, uh, it was a different kind of Kansas City game. Not a day where they blew it up offensively, but they held the ball forever. I mean, they just played keep away from Baltimore. 
uh, throughout this football game. So uh, props to uh, Kansas City on that front. And then, you know, look, a lot of this is going to be, and we'll get into the Lions stuff. Are they too aggressive? Are they this? Are they that? I mean, I guess if you didn't watch the Lions all year, you might be like culture shock from what you saw yesterday. But if you watched it this year, nothing that you saw yesterday surprises you. What surprises you is guys, you know, dropping balls, fumbling in their own territory. You know, those kind of things are more surprising than the fact that their coach wasn't afraid to, you know, push all the chips in the middle of the table on a couple different occasions and it blew up in his face. But um, more so, I mean, I just want to know what the hell Kyle Shanahan said at halftime. I mean, seriously, somebody said something. I mean, right. I mean, something changed attitude wise with the NFC uh, champions. I mean, they were a completely different team in the second half in terms of the way they moved, moved around on the offensive line, defensive line. They moved people. Much better second half uh, from the San Francisco 49ers, much more becoming of a NFC e, NFC champion with the way they came out and played that second half. Very impressed with uh, what the 49ers were able to do there to flip the flip this game around. Um, look, their defense still is not what it used to be. That's That's been very apparent. I think the Chiefs have got to be excited about that coming into the game. Uh, we'll get into all those things later on. But again, bigger thoughts in this game was they have – the best quarterback they've had going into these with Kyle Shanahan than they've ever had before this late in the season. You know, clearly Brock Purdy, yeah, it's early in his career, but he's he's doing more stuff for them than Jimmy G ever did. Uh, he gets the ball to the playmakers, and he still has his moments. I mean, he had terrible interception again yesterday, and you know, a couple drives early in the game where you're like, what is this guy doing here? What is he settled in? We got we got off schedule Brock Purdy, which we didn't see. I didn't have that on my bingo card that Brock Purdy as a scrambler would be more impactful than Lamar Jackson in his game. That certainly was not something I expected to see on Sunday, but it was. So, you know, great day for him. All their stars showed up. McCaffrey, Debo uh, with a shoulder and all. Ayuk, I mean, obviously, you know, Trent on the on the uh, defensive on the offensive line keeping that uh, defensive line in check yesterday. I mean, did we say Aiden Hutchinson's name at all yesterday? I don't feel like outside of the pregame show and a couple maybe tip balls, we, we heard his name said a whole lot yesterday. But, you know, again, the 49ers, best people showed up. That's why they're moving on. Lions didn't. And, you know, it's going to be a long offseason, certainly in Detroit. A lot of good things for them, but a lot of questions, um, you know, moving forward here for them and obviously the Ravens too because it's the worst loss you can possibly have, obviously is the championship clause because you don't get that whole celebration in the week of the Super Bowl. You're not, you know, at least at least whoever loses this game, they're their conference champion, right? Like, you're none of that. You're just the runner-up, uh, which which stings, man. It's a, it's a rough one. You talk to former players who played in this game and lost, and they say this is the worst loss, even worse than losing a Super Bowl, losing the championship game because you don't get the rewards of being in, in a Super Bowl and be a part of all that stuff. Um, we will get to everybody's thoughts on all different things from yesterday. Your general reactions for both games at 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. And yes, we'll get to the Danalytics as I've, as I have come up with the pet phrase, Danalytics. How about that? Do you like that? I like it. Because I don't think it's the same as analytics. I think people are misrepresenting what Dan Campbell does and who Dan Campbell is by saying it's just as simple as some guys in his ear telling him the probabilities of what he's about to do. I don't think Dan Campbell gives two you-know-whats about anybody's probabilities. I just think he is who he is. This is who he's been since day one in Detroit to now. And yeah, you say live by the sword, die by the sword, live by the numbers, die by the, whatever it is. This is who he is. It, it doesn't change. And I think that's why players ultimately will love this guy and have his back, by the way. I, I do. 
I, I think this for the long haul, this isn't something that's going to set Dan Campbell's life back. But you know, again, we'll find out moving forward. But there are a couple things that the Lions were uh, doing yesterday besides just going for it as to uh, what they were trying to coach around that certainly have to be looked at. Uh, we'll get to all of your uh, reactions from yesterday as we move forward here. 757-687-9494. Bally, whose phone line, uh, 757-687-9494. And we did get the best possible Super Bowl matchup. Sorry, Ravens fans, to break that news to you. But again, if you're going to be the champ, and the Niners have been the champs of the NFC all year, the way they've conducted themselves, uh, you got to beat the champs, and now we're about to find out. So we'll get your calls next. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry Kingwall. All right, welcome back. Uh, the Overreaction Monday edition. we got a lot of giveaways today, I've just noticed, from our fine promotions department. We have something called Australian Pink Floyd. I think, uh, is that self-explanatory? I'd like to think so. It's a Pink Floyd, but it's uh, from Australia. Uh, they'll be at the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion on Friday, June 28th. we got a pair of tickets for the for that uh, show. So we'll give that away this hour. How about that? So this hour, uh, we'll give away that. we got Dropkick Murphys later and Billy uh, Currington and Kip Moore as well later on. So be on the list and out for all that. But this hour, Australian Pink Floyd for those of you uh, that are interested in that and maybe you just are curious about it. So anyway... Uh, be ready for that. All right, we'll get to some phones here in a bit. 757-687-9494 off the Ravens uh, and the uh, Chiefs. And, of course, the uh, 49ers and the Lions yesterday. We have a rematch of the Super Bowl from not too many years ago of uh, 2019 season when it was the um, Chiefs taking on the Niners. Of course, it was the wide-open shot. You'll never forget that Jimmy Garoppolo miss that is always talked about mm-hmm. from that football game. And uh, so many other things. But, you know, that was Kansas City's first uh, big – that was their first Super Bowl with Mahomes. And uh, now they will try to do it again and go back-to-back. And, you know, he can just continue to add to his trophy case. But will Kyle Shanahan, who I think is regarded at this point by many as the number one coach in the NFL, even though I think that's highly disrespectful to Andy Reid. I think you get a lot of folks that feel that way about him. Uh, but he, but still, until he has a Super Bowl, you can't, you can't, sh- you have to show your work better than that. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to prove it until he has it. Now they've had a lot of crappy circumstances. I understand that, but they have built a hell of a roster and have been able to sustain a, blowing a, a top pick on a quarterback and moving up and all the, all the things that normally happen to teams that do that stuff. They fall to pieces. The 49ers have not because they had, uh, the the you know the guts to continue drafting at the position and found a guy who has been a plug and play and has outplayed his draft position at this point in Brock Purdy. All right, let's grab uh, Brian in Chesapeake who wants to lead us off today. Talk about the Ravens ouster. What's up, Brian? Man, okay. What's going on? First off, I have been a long time. Haven't called you on purpose. Okay. Okay. You're waiting because it out. I've been wanting Lamar to prove me wrong, and he doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I believe purple and black through and through. I like my coffee black. I even like my fruit snacks purple. <laughs> but just because I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan yeah. does not mean I have to be in Lamar Colt. And I keep telling folks, when it comes down to a clutch gene, he has every gene that Roma was talking about that's God-given except mm-hmm. the clutch one. Yeah. And you saw what that looked like when he was on the field with 15. Okay? Now, and I can't necessarily put the whole game on him because Munkin, like you said, had no clue. He would do something and say, okay, it yep. works. And then he would do it again and it works. And then he would try something that didn't work. And he would say, okay, let's try it again and it didn't work. Okay, why didn't it work? Let's try it again. 
and forget that Gus, you know, Edwards yeah. is on the roster and, and getting eight yards a pop. I don't get it, man. It's just like you – like, again, we can talk later about the Detroit situation, but at least they were true to who they were all year. Like the right. Ravens totally decided to try to be somebody else yesterday, and I don't understand it. It just it drove me right. crazy. You know what I'm saying? I get the yeah. culture, like with Lamar Jackson, I get the cultural significance. We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Now I'm behind him a thousand percent sure. when it comes to that. But I tell you, when it comes down to the entire offense from, from Munkin all the way down, they need to grow up. Yeah. Uh, Zay Flowers, I love him. He's my favorite receiver on the team. Yeah. He needs to grow up, cutting his hand, hitting the table or something. <laughs> That's childish. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? Hit the bench, it, I think, yeah. The only person on the field yesterday it seemed, I would say Gus, but he didn't see the field enough. Yeah. If we had 22 Kyle Hamiltons, we would have blown the Chiefs out. Oh, my God, that guy's great. You know what I mean? If the defense was not playing the way that they were playing, Kansas City would have beaten them 40-10. to Right. The defense kept them in that game, and the offense could not get it together. And and it was just so frustrating to watch. I almost turned it in the third quarter. You know what I mean? And and if I'm not mistaken, they outgained the Chiefs, what, 300 and something yards to like 80. I forgot what the exact numbers were in the second half with no points. Right, and they had nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. And well, so I got to take like, that. Okay. Well, the field goal, the field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm sorry, the field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't even see that. Well, I give it to Tuck. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. should rely on Tuck, you know, when it comes down to it. Sure. But it's like you needed 17 points to tie the game, and you could not even get that. Yep. You know what I mean? Because Lamar was missing passes 10 yards down the field, 15 yards down the field, and trying to hit likely in the back of an end zone with three Chiefs around him. Yep. That I, was I'm a telling no you, man, I was, I was so baffled looking scratcher. at this game. I'm like, this is why. As long as Lamar is the quarterback, I believe we can still win a Super Bowl, but it will not likely be because of him. It will be because of him not screwing it up. So I'm going to take that off the air, man. I want to hear your comment. And, and again, Dan Campbell, no problem with that because Campbell stayed true to who he is. Yeah. Munkin has no clue who he was. That's good stuff. Thanks, so, Nicole. I'm going to stick with that. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, look, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Lamar Jackson will never win a Super Bowl, dot, 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 you know, because he lost again in the playoffs. But th- look, this this is going to continue to be like it was for Peyton Manning, like it was for Steve Young. I mean, just guys in the past, as it is for Josh Allen. Like, until he does it, what's, you know, that this is going to hang on him, right? But the problem, too, is he hasn't even played well in a lot of these postseason games. That's the difference. Like, Allen's had stats and Allen had the last drive, but he left 13 seconds on the clock which really wasn't his fault. It was a stupid special teams coordinator for not squibbing the ball, but whatever. You get my point. So, yeah, I mean, this is always going to be the thing that they stick on him until he does it. Uh, I will say this, small point about yesterday, and this is not excuse-making for Lamar besides, you know, again, going back to Munkin's terrible day, but clearly Mark Andrews was not Mark Andrews. No, no not I mean, even He was close. not getting open. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing anything like Mark Andrews normally does. That was That hurt them. Um, look, can we all just stand up and say Odell Beckham's a fourth receiver now? I mean, he's not, he's not, they need one more, like Zay Flowers is going to be a one. Yeah. He was immature yesterday, had a bad day, but like when you really look at the Ravens, I mean, this was the one area I wondered about and now I don't have to wonder about it anymore because it was proven to me in a big game yesterday because the Chiefs have a good strong back end, which is they are, they're probably one more really good receiver away from being a really scary offense, a really scary offense. Now, would you as a free agent want to come there and play there? I don't know. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's something that's really been good for them. None of these – I mean, Beckham, he got a little bit of money, but he's on the other side. You know what I mean? So – I don't know, but th- it was a disappointing Mark Andrews return. I-, I didn't think they got a whole lot out of that. I mean, he was only targeted twice the entire game. And, yeah, I mean, I just – why Gus Edwards continues 
to get ignored in important games. And, you know, I just, I don't get it. And Munkin, I, boy, I really was pumped with what he did for them this year, but that was not a good day. They just totally decided, hey, we're going to do it this way because we, you know, we're going to show everybody. Um, the, you know, again, I go back to Spagnola. He, he caused them to hold the ball. They took away the intermediate routes for, for most of the game. And he also did this without one of his best players. I mean, Willie Gay was out, which was a yep. big scratch. And I, like, I'm watching that in real time, like everybody else yesterday. Go, oh, crap. This could be like a really big deal, especially when Andrew's back, right? And I'm like, okay, this could be a big deal. And he's the guy supposed to spy on Lamar and all this whole thing, right? That didn't matter. I mean, just impressive from their standpoint, but not so impressive from the uh, Ravens' standpoint. And frustrating because, again, you're finally on the home field. I mean, they've had you know, these playoff runs in the past where they've won the Super Bowl. have always been road games after road games of this year on the home field. It's shocking and uh, disappointing to see them lay the egg in the fashion they did. Not that they lost because, again, it's Pat frickin' Mahomes. Of course you're going to lose. But, I mean, if you feel like you kept them in check. Now, I will say this. We've been crushing the receivers all year, right? And rightfully so, because they've been pretty terrible. Now, ever since Kadarius Tony has not been given a uniform, it seems like things have been going better for yep. him. Uh, Rice was very good yesterday. But, uh, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantley makes the play of the day to close the game out. Finally, right? I mean, what a ballsy call, right? Like, to go downfield, you know, we're not going to put our defense out there one more time and just on the off chance Lamar Jackson flips the switch to Superman and, we're, and then all of a sudden we're in an overtime nail-biter here. They make the play. I mean, that's just that's all guts, right? Like that's absolutely guts. Now, Andy Reid, ironically, went for it early in the game on a fourth down and, and didn't convert and didn't kick the field goal. And he's got a wonderful kicker, unlike the guy in uh, in Detroit. And nobody's really saying much about it today. But uh, had that they lost the game or they come back and tied it, that certainly would have been a topic of conversation, I would imagine, at some point. But that was a um, yeah. It was just a, I mean, you hate to see. A bad play by you know by the best players you want to see them step up the big moments and I mean Lamar just again this is still this is going to be hanging hanging on him until he does it you know I mean that's what people are going to discuss and it's fair because he hasn't played well in big games yeah Lamar's entered the chat it's just not the yeah. chat that you want to be a part of I mean good company sure but you know again until he steps up in one of these games you could argue that his best playoff game of his career was against the Texans Last yeah, week, you could right. you could make that argument, and that's not saying a ton. I mean, this was an upstart Texans team that probably shouldn't have been there in the first place, really. So you go beat up on them. I don't know how impressive that is, but the receivers, like you said, were proven to be absolute garbage behind Zay Flowers, and it's this is just who they are, and they got exposed and again against the number two pass defense in the NFL, which is another thing that Todd Munkin apparently forgot. No doubt. All right, we got a million texts, 757-687-9494. Raider James says, Lamar is the AFC's equivalent of Dak. <laughs> oh, no, Dak has entered the conversation. Oh, man, uh, that's funny. Brian from uh, Chesapeake, uh, different Brian from Chesapeake, said, uh, regular season, the two Lamars playoff. He's got this regular season, like a werewolf uh, thing in the regular season, Lamar, or the playoff Lamar is more of a uh, as a calm house house dog. <laughs> uh, Donovan says he hopes the Super Bowl ends two nothing. The hate is different with Kansas City. Donovan and the Chiefs, and again they get to use your facility. Donovan, the Chiefs are going to be using the Raiders' facility. Think about that. How awful that must be. Kyle from Smithfield. I got no problem with being aggressive, but there is a time and a place. 
kick and take the points, didn't want the Niners in the Super Bowl. Chase Young is like the kid on the project who does nothing but gets an A. Oh, my God, that's a great text. (laughs) They put, uh, listen, for an entire half, Ben Johnson did a marvelous job just exposing Chase Young, like with the run game. I mean, they were just pushing him, running at him. I mean, even even later in the game, too, but mostly in the first half, right? They did a tremendous, tremendous job with that. But yes, um, for a guy, as uh, some funny YouTuber pointed out, his name Chase, he really doesn't chase the play anymore, does he? Um, that's that's wacky. But yeah, the, the um, my man Gutlead via the text or the tweet at Jackson Sports, uh, Lamar verted to inaccurate version that we saw early in his career. Yeah, I mean, he did. He fell b- back into all the things that uh, dogged him pre-draft and early in his career yesterday, except he didn't run. Like, he could bail himself out by running, but he did not do that on enough occasions yesterday, which was another strange part of yesterday's uh, bizarre World Ravens performance. All right, so the poll question of the day, again, you can hit it up on the X at Jackson Sports, um, brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Who had the worst championship Sunday? Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, Dan Campbell, or other uh, reply below. And right now it is Lamar Jackson leading the way at 54.3%. 12th man says... Probably Todd Munkin. Thank you. Went away for the rush strengths too early. Pass game unbalanced. Ravens undisciplined. But hard to just blame Harbaugh for that because it's uncommon with the Ravens. Well, that's why you can't also blame Harbaugh, though, right? Because he's usually the guy who's got them ready and ready to roll. Mm-hmm. And it's his team. And he's the guy who gets all the, the, the flowers, as the kids say, when they win. And yesterday, he's he is the head coach. Uh, Campbell's approach is risky, but three key, key plays had bad moments, too. Reynolds, Bill Doran, Gibbs. Yes, players had some bad moments yesterday. We'll get to the the Danalytics here in a little bit as I've um, decided I'm going to go with that for now on. I like that Danalytics. I do like it. That's got a nice ring to it. I think you just yeah. stick there because it's different than analytics because it's not – he's not mathy. Of course, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Orlovsky steals it. Right, so, right. But look at, look at Dan Campbell. He is not a math guy. No, he is not. <laughs> not at all. And by the way, if, if I'm picking any of the four coaches yesterday that I'm going into a barroom fight with, I mean, come on, Dan Campbell's oh, my th- guy. There's no question. I mean, there's not even anybody else even in the same – I don't even know if there's anybody else in the NFL, frankly. I, well, Antonio Pierce. Him and Antonio Pierce, that's it. I mean, that's the list. That's all, that's all I need. Yeah, right I think there. you're right. All right. Uh, let's get to Alex in Newport News. What's up, Alex? Hey, how's it going? I uh, just want to touch a little bit about um, Lamar Jackson specifically and the weapons they put around him. I think as you watch Lamar Jackson, he wants to throw when receivers are open, um, and they continually put receivers that are 50-50 contest receivers yeah. around him. Zay Flowers is the only true separator on that team, Good point. and that's why he has the most connections with Zay Flowers. He wants to throw guys open, um, and I think they need to pair – some receivers around him with speed that can separate more so than 50-50 contest guys like a Bateman um, and different things. I think it's a lack in their pass game. No, it's a, it's a fair point. It's not a great receiving core, right? Like they had moments this year, but it's not a great receiving core, especially when you bring back uh, – when you add the fact that Andrews was not who we needed to be yesterday for them. And look, Kansas City's very good at taking away what you do well defensively. That's been underrated – I get it. There's no there's no celebrities on the defense per se on, on the team. All the celebrities are on the offensive side, uh, but Spagnuolo has been awesome at this. I mean, he again, this is a guy who shut down the unstoppable Patriots. Let's never forget that. And that game plan in that Super Bowl was marvelous. And this is what he does. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it all year. Chris Jones is you know he's a difference maker. He's a havoc wrecker. Um, and they they have always been able to do this in the postseason this year he's been doing it all year I mean this they're without their defense they're not even here right I mean their offense was lost for a lot of the season 
But these guys carried the team. So, no, you're right. I, I'm Again, this has been driving me crazy with the Ravens all year. I'm like, yeah, Beckham, he's not it anymore. He just doesn't have it anymore. And we're just used no. to thinking he does. So we're like, okay, you know, it's, it's, but it, he's not there. They need to add one more talented wide receiver. Like you said, a game, a guy who can actually get open and you can throw to, you know, throw him open uh, on this football team. Good point. Hey, thanks, Alex, for the call. Appreciate it. 757 687 94. We'll get to more of these texts and calls on the other side uh, after the losses yesterday. We'll get to the Danalytics of uh, the Lions yesterday. The over-aggressive nature of one Dan Campbell. Is that what cost the Lions or was maybe it some other factors? We'll get to that next. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. James Witham, Scott, your sports center. All right, we're brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. People are freaking out, especially the Raider fans. They're so angry. Also got a good one here from a Viking fan. It was so happy the Lions lost because remember we were talking about this on Friday, James. If the Lions won and got in the Super Bowl, that means it's the Vikings that, that could potentially have the longest, you know, yep. or, or Minnesota would have the longest uh, rut of not winning a championship as a city and all this other stuff. Well, they already do, I guess. But then this would be, they would be the only team, you know, if the Lions were to win the Super Bowl that hasn't won a Super Bowl in their division, yada, 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 even, you know, because they're 0 for their times are there. So anyway, um, one of our Vikings fans, uh, Jose, said, hey, America, everyone was rooting for the Ravens versus the Lions Super Bowl. I'm so happy. Uh, Vikings fan. I'm so happy. Uh, I'm a Vikings fan. Enjoyed watching the Lions choke. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Matt, who's a Lions fan, and he, he's already ahead of me and what I was going to share with everybody. So here's my thing on this. And this might not be popular with a lot of you. I, I don't have a problem with Dan Campbell going forward on fourth downs because he did it all year. And I watched it work. They were 75% converting on fourth and three or less during the regular season, uh, two and two in the postseason. Their kicker's not good. Uh, if we want to beat up their front office and Brad Holmes for not finding a better solution when they cut, cut was it Patterson or Riley Patterson? Riley yeah. Patterson, right? Like, why did they? Here's my thing what, what happened with them and uh, the guy who's in Arizona that I always like, Matt Prater? Like what? What was their deal with? Yeah, Prater? that was weird. Why Prater he just had left. one like downish year? I guess they went younger. Anyway, Prater's awesome, and Prater had a great year for Arizona. Yep. I think, if I remember correctly, at least for fantasy perspective, I had him a couple of weeks. Anyway, um, anyway, like why do you have such a crappy kicker who was so bad outdoors? Uh, but anyway, he was nine of 20, 45 percent in his career from forty eight plus yards. I, I've, I've got some other numbers too that show how crappy he was. Uh, so look, I and the other thing Dan Campbell's doing here. Is in his and he talked about they talked about this in the broadcast. Like in his mind, they needed to be it was like a race to get in the mid thirties to win this football game, right? Like so that's what he was thinking about. He's trying to you're not going to beat the 49ers by kicking field goals or in this case maybe missing field goals, right? Right. Because he doesn't trust his kicker. The other thing is the longer your offense is on the field, the longer the 49ers offense is not on the field. I don't. He did not. Let's be honest. They don't have a good defense either. They do some good things. They were they have stretches of the games where they play well, but for the most part, the longer that defense stays out there, the more exposed they got. As we saw, as the game went on, the Jameer Gibbs fumble is the most unfortunate mistake of all. I mean, the yeah. drop fourth downs kill you, but the Jameer Gibbs. I mean, literally, you just gave the 49ers the ball and said, "Here, please go tie this football game." I mean, that's <laughs> you just sit here. I know you're back in it, but here we're going to make it really easy on you and just go ahead and take this thing and drive it in here and let's have this thing tied. You know, going into the fourth quarter, like that's what you did at that point, and that that just you cannot have that uh, at that situation in the game after they had just scored a touchdown. You're like, okay, we we can kind of calm things down here. All we got to do is uh, come out here and have a good drive. You know, get some, you know, go down the field, get another touchdown. 
uh, probably not a field goal, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> shut these shut these fans up again and get our Detroit fans yelling. Who, by the way, in the beginning part of the game, I thought it was a home game for Detroit. Yeah. It sounded like a home game. That doesn't surprise me. You know, it's very wishy-washy out there anyway, Levi's. But as the game went on, the, the 49er fans started representing. But, I mean, the Gibbs fumble, and he apparently went the wrong way on the handoff. That's why it looks so awkward with him and him and um, you know Jared Goff there. And that's just a killer. Because, again, it's a 24-17 game right then. The 49ers are you know, hooting and hollering, getting ready to get back in this thing. And then they go four plays, 24 yards, touchdown, game's tied. Just like that. And then the Lions have a three and out of the next series. And I think they got like one yard or whatever. They didn't even move the ball. Uh, the Lions didn't. And then that's when the 49ers kicked the field goal to go ahead after that. But Bagley, um, Bad- Badgley, excuse me, he was in camp with the Commanders. I do remember seeing him. Well, that tells you all you um, need to know right he there. He couldn't beat Joey Sly out. But anyway, he's not very good. He has not attempted a kick uh, outdoors since 2022, according to somebody's numbers yesterday, before last night's game when he kicked one. Um, where was that in the second quarter? So it was in the second quarter where he made the short one uh, in the game. But anyway, he's not been particularly somebody that they could trust. And again, San Francisco was one of the worst teams on fourth and three or less in the NFL, by the way. They're 28th going into the game. So again, not all decisions that don't work are bad decisions. Like the the process of it, you know, the blah, blah, blah. You, you hear all this thing. Like, look, I don't think Dan Campbell went for it because some smart analytics guy on the Lions was like, hey, coach, this will give us a 0.3% more chance. Because that's all those decisions were like. They were very fine fine lines. They weren't much. They weren't like a big jump out at you. You got to do it. Um, and the analytics people tell you they weren't bad decisions either because it didn't, you know, they weren't like these ones where, like there's no no reward into doing it. But it also wasn't a big reward either. So that that's the thing. It's just like Dan Campbell's theories. I want to score as many points as I can. I don't, and he doesn't trust his kicker. He doesn't trust his defense completely at this point either. And that's all. And I mean, he, he, and he wants the other team to put pressure on the other team. That's how he's coached to get to this point, to get them from being 0 and 8 that first year, whatever it was, to now. I mean, that's what they've done. And you can say, well, yeah, there, there he goes, dummy, you know, don't do, kick field goals again. And I find this kicking field goals thing very interesting to me because most people outside of friends and family of field goal kickers, hate kickers oh, of and course. they don't want the kickers involved in the games no. how many times do you hear people say go oh it sucks the game comes down to a stupid yeah, kicker last everybody week everybody says that last week that's the all second, we're talking right, about that's all we're talking about like damn kickers wouldn't you want to be great if the nfl got rid of kickers and then now here we are here's a coach <laughs> that's like cut from madden right like all you guys who played madden your whole lives to say you were clock management experts all this crap here's a guy doing exactly what you said you would do go for every freaking fourth down and he does you're like oh what a jerk i mean what an idiot this guy's a moron look at him he looks like a Tight ends coach, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Line me up with Dan Campbell any day, all right? I, I got no problem with that. What I do have a problem with, though, is this, and this this is what worries me, James. Now, he may or may not be the bell at the ball for the commanders. I don't know, but Ben Johnson, he's still got the play sheet, right? Like, yeah. you, know, he, you know, he's still got the play sheet, right? And the call the third down run, you know if you don't get it, you're going to have to burn a timeout, right? I mean, you know you're going to have to do that. You know you're going to have to do that. And what does he do? He runs it. They don't get in. They got to burn the timeout. Now you say, well, look, there was only a minute-ish left. What's the difference? Well, here's the difference. They got no chance to get the ball back because the 49ers could take that last knee or they could have had like 45 to 50 seconds-ish, depending on how, if, assuming, of course, they got the three stops they needed right. at that point. Um, that's the problem with that play. That's that's the killer there, and of course they did get it in on the next one touchdown, blah blah blah, and they covered the spread. So 
Uh, people were happy about that. Well, not all people, but some. Not everybody. Not everybody, but but <laughs> many of many of you were. Yeah, I told I, you they covered the spread. That's about the only thing I had to Yeah, that one I don't think is getting ta- talked about enough. I actually had a bigger problem with the first fourth down play the for one Campbell. That, the, the one that got dropped. Reynolds dropped. Yeah. I, th- that that was a huge part of that. But I actually had more of a problem with him going for it there than the second time because yeah. I feel like the first one, you've got all the momentum. It's a shorter kick. I get it. I don't trust the kicker either, but it's at least yeah. it's a shorter kick. You know, you got a better percentage of making that kick. And if you make that kick, I mean, it's back to a three possession game at that point. And you, you're, you're really, you know, you're really putting the boots on them at that point. And I don't know if they get that spark in the locker room that they got. If you, if you, I don't, I don't know if you get that spark if you don't get that, if you, if, if you put that field goal in. So that was the problem that I had with that particular play. That, that was the one. And the second one, I get it. You're reeling, you know, you want to try and, you know, be aggressive. I didn't have a problem with that. But again, like you said, this is who he is. And they've done it all year. I mean, they've, they've done, done it all year. Yeah. They've done it all year. Now, I know they may never get here again. I, I guess, you know, in a sense, you know, some coaches are okay with putting it on the kicker because let's be honest, if the kicker misses, you're like, hey, hey, good kicker. Not my fault. Stupid kicker. Yeah. It, our drunk idiot kicker, as Peyton Manning would have said uh, about uh, Mac Vanderjerk. Uh, hey, <laughs> well, you know, he was right. Well, he was right. <laughs> uh, stu- stupid drunk idiot kicker. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I remember this Belichick, and, you know, this was back when you all thought he was smart. They when they lost to Peyton and the Denver Broncos in that twenty was it twenty fifteen AFC Championship I think it was they lost the game twenty to eighteen to the Patriots passed on field goals twice and they had Steven Goskowski mm. who was a stud of course in those days and they were kicking in Denver it was a Denver game and he passed on it twice I'll never forget it and I remember at the time that was I mean you're talking nine to ten years ago and this was very like oh you always take the road you always take the points in the road and you know like that that was like that philosophy but you know again this guy he's been true to himself like this is the way they've played this is their and, and remember this and when you say well you got to change your way no because how they set up their offense right is they have four downs to get 10 yards right so they have four downs to get 10 not three downs to get 10 yards they have four downs to get 10 yards they call plays that way that's why they lead the league in third down runs that actually make it for first downs that are third and longs not like oh it's third and two no 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 they're running it like they did yesterday with Montgomery like on a third and seven and they rip off like a 15 yard run because the other team is you know what are they doing they're playing nickel or whatever they're, they're playing coverage they think okay there's no way in hell they're gonna run on third and seven and right. boom they do it and they burn you because he's not afraid of you know the guy getting cut down after five yards because they're gonna go for it on fourth down anyway so it, there is a philosophy and a belief in it, and it, it has worked for them up until yesterday on these couple of occasions. And again, I would still say face mask guy, Vildor, you know, catch the yep. damn ball, right? Interception, it's a big play. Gibbs fumble, Gibbs fumble. You know, the clock management thing at the end, bad, but it doesn't ultimately. I mean, it's still a crapshoot if you're going to get the ball down the field. And again, we just talked about how crappy the kicker is anyway, if that's going to work. But like these kind of things in the, in all the, in the two Reynolds drops, and there was another one I think was on a third down that was a big one too where he could have had a big chunk play. Those things are much more egregious to me than the coach being who he had been all year, which is like, we're going for it. Well, and Jameis Williams, Williams drops a touchdown, too, at one point. I know he caught the yeah. one, but I think there was another one that he dropped But he made in the end zone. great play. That yesterday. was a great yeah, play. Yeah, it's, it's good to see him finally getting healthy, you know? Like, as the kid, when he was in college, he would have been the number one number if he didn't get hurt in the championship or the semifinal game. He was he was that good. The speed is there, yeah. Yeah, and but on the 49er side too. There was just an attitude adjustment about them in that second half like this is embarrassing. 
We're getting our ass kicked at home. We're not going to let this happen. Christian McCaffrey, Debo. I mean, they they started really leaning into their best guys, and they made plays. And Purdy made some plays that I don't think any of us ever expected them to make. Off schedule. And again, he had more off schedule success than Lamar yesterday. He did that. There were some runs in the that? second half that were killers by Purdy. Right. That's a, that's amazing. All right, seven five seven. Six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll continue getting the calls here. Um, we've got a lot of text to get to as well. Valley Who's phone line seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. If you want to hit us up, Scott Jackson Show Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry Kingwall. All right, good news. I got a uh, pair of tickets for Australian Pink Floyd to give the first caller. I'm going to give the fast caller the reward today at seven five seven six eight seven. 9494 Ballyhoo's phone line. They are playing at Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. Uh, pair of tickets, and uh, the concert comes up on June 28th. It's a Friday. So, you know, you got the weekend in front of you. Uh, let us be the first, first and fastest caller, be the winner. All right, 757 687 9494. Got a lot of text to get to. Let me roll through some of these before we uh, set up the uh, football at four segment. Uh, Steve from Bloxham says this, uh, Campbell was overly aggressive, but the game was still winnable, but that was due to three main reasons, but wasn't due to three main reasons. One, they kept using scat back Gibbs in power type runs instead of Montgomery Two, the receivers looked like Kansas city's middle of the way regular season. (laughs) That's funny. And three in the second half, Purdy had St. Michael on his side. In a horseshoe up his you-know-what. Anyway, he was so lucky he could have run through 100 rabbit pit bulls and not gotten bit. <laughs> yes, he did. I, look, sometimes when the slower or the least suspecting guy runs, it like throws off the timing of the defense. You ever notice that? Like It's like they're almost like in slow motion, and they're like just dodging people. They're like, this guy couldn't possibly be doing this. Sam Howell had one of those weird runs this year in, in New England where he just kept running through like ra- random arm tackles. And, and Howell's a pretty good runner, but it was just like it was an unexpected run. I don't know. It's just, it just kind of struck me as one of those weird plays with uh, Purdy yesterday, too. Um, this from Bobby Williamsburg. Scott, a couple of weeks ago, I predicted on your show that Mahomes would be injured, and the receivers were terribly, were terrible. Unbeknownst to me, after the Miami loss, he, uh, after the Miami loss, he predicted the office would start to sort it out. Uh, in fact, guaranteed it. Contrast that to uh, the time uh, or Lamar uh, starting that uh, didn't want to face Mahomes when he was uh, when he was uh, poised the question on who he'd rather face. Uh, the game was lost there for the Ravens. That's a good one. Uh, Michael Jordan would never have said that Mahomes will end up being the greatest quarterback that ever played the game uh, as he and Brady worked with larger skilled the most uh, in the most of the big time big name quarterbacks. I hope Lamar will learn from this and become a better leader because he has all the other skills to become a great quarterback of a generation. On the lighter side, I saw that Taylor Swift at the game. I knew that the Chiefs would win. Uh, the NFL will probably rake in a half a billion dollars from the PR bonanza. It's Bobby Williamsburg. Although I, I don't believe uh, the Chiefs did not lose to the uh, Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins, right? That was the game they played overseas. I don't know. I'm not sure which Miami loss you're talking about. But anyway, and the Ravens smashed the uh, – Dolphins too. Uh, 757 says it's on him because Mason Crosby was available. Games that matter, you uh, attempt to get points. Yeah, in the 19, 1960s you did. That's true. That's true. Well, he was trying to get points. He was trying to get more points. See, that's the thing. He was trying to get the most points. And he's trying to leave, leave his defense on the sideline and that 49er offense on the sideline as well. And again, right now, you guys are all right and I'm wrong because they lost. 
but I I don't I don't hate the man's method. I'll say that. All right, eight oh four said the only major. Yeah, and again, this was agreeing with me earlier. This was a text from earlier about was Campbell running the call in third and one, the last drive. Got to run a play that stops the clock there. Um, scary thing for Lamar, Josh, Joe, et cetera, and all is they'll probably play the rest of their careers against a guy who is as smart, is a hard worker. And is an, a good a leader and a much better athlete than Tom Brady. Bummer. <laughs> it's also scary for Purdy, who I feel could be another Brady, a journeyman quarterback who's a smart, hardworking enough to take advantage of learning from a brilliant coach. Unfortunately, being Brady is no longer enough. Mahomes is a surgical assassin with ice in his veins. Ice water in his veins. Yeah, it sure looks that yeah, way. It's, I still feel like we're jumping the shark a little bit on the whole Purdy Brady thing. I get the I get why people are making that comparison, but yeah. I think it's way too soon to even be going there. Pittsburgh Ross says the only thing I have to say uh to all who think the end zone fumble rule should be changed is I'm not giving up my castle just because you got to the moat. <laughs> Finish the job. <laughs> That's funny. Uh and Scott, all I got another blame ball. Uh yep, flowers. Game ball to Kelsey. I think he caught every ball through. He was excellent yesterday, yeah, he wasn't was. he? He says Chase was in the chase all day. No, Chase was not on the chase. The problem, he was getting run over. He wasn't chasing from behind like he used to. Uh, Val in Northern Texas, Chase Young will get exposed in a Pro Bowl tag uh, flag football game. <laughs> <laughs> that he would, Val. All right, who's our winner, by the way, for Australian Pick Our flag? winner is Justin in Norfolk. Well done. Not our sales guy, Justin, is it? No, no, no. Okay. I think he could. I think he'd be all right. I think yeah, he, Justin's I think got all the hookups. Some, yeah, yeah. Justin's actually the guy you got to talk to to get things done around here. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. If you want to hit us up, Ballyhoo's phone line or the text line. Uh, it's not just the fourth down call. You have to dissect the plays before it. Goff just sucked in the moment. <laughs> well, there, in one of the moments he didn't suck. Reynolds sucked too. I mean, Reynolds. Yeah. You know, Reynolds at the drop on the first one. The last one was a terrible play by Goff. I agree. I mean, he didn't. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, but the Reynolds drop, and there was a Reynolds drop on a third down. That would have been a big chunk play as well that cost them. Uh, and again, if you watch the Lions all year, and it sounds like you did, that's what they did, and this is what they had success with. Um, they do have to get a better kicker, and they also need to improve that defense, right? Well, and I think you know maybe we're making the same argument for the Lions here that maybe that receiving core is just not as good as people were, were thinking it is. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got Sam Laporta. There's your stud tight end, stud receiver. Who do you feel confident yeah. throwing the ball to other than those two guys? Boy, I mean, here is another play that didn't get a lot of run yesterday before that last touchdown the Lions scored. So the tight end, the little-used tight end, not Laporta, catches the ball on the flat, is is or on the left side, I should say, wide the hell open, going, and he like... I don't know what the hell he did. He should have scored, but he was so wide open, Fersker. He turns around and he like awkwardly messed his feet up and he stepped. Nobody was near him. I mean, any if that's Laporte, it's a touchdown. Like, it's no question. What? And, but he didn't know where the sideline was. He stepped out of bounds at the three, and it was such a weird thing because yeah. I think he was so shocked how wide open he was. Or he, sorry, stepped out of bounds at the one. And, and it was just so bad because if you watch that replay, you're like, nobody's near him. He didn't have to go out of bounds. What are you doing? Oh, and then there's the other play by Gibbs where he stumbles. Yeah, and he's there's nobody around yeah. him. He stumbles and gives the defense a chance to recover. And that, I mean, if you look at the replay of that, that's a touchdown as well. So Fersker, the play I'm talking about, like a, it's like a minute 15 left. So think about that minute 15 touchdown. Uh, then you got your three timeouts. I mean, you actually have a you have a puncher's chance. Yeah, you can kick it deep. You might get the ball back with a minute. You know, a minute. I don't know, maybe 50. Yeah, probably more like 50 left right after the punt play but i don't know anyway 
It was, uh, look, there's a lot of different plays. You can cut them all, slice them up as much as you want. But it was, there were, there were more than just, hey, Dan Campbell's a nut job uh, that screwed over the Lions yesterday. Uh, Mahomes is different because he actually thinks the game like a Manning or a Brady or other quarterbacks rely strictly on physical attributes and coaching. Pat actually understands what's going on at all times. It's Corey in the 757. Yeah, and he also has some stupid arm angles, right? The other yes, guys can't, he does. You can't throw off your wrong foot. And like he does all the things like you would never allow a quarterback to do. Like He, he can do all of it and get away from you, and you can't correct it. I mean, I don't even know how, honestly, you have a quarterback's coach for Pat Mahomes because he can do things physically that you could never have done in your lifetime just if you dreamt about it. So, I mean, it's like you don't want to overly you know, critique him with the, like his setup or what have you. Because it's great. And now, look, when he gets a clean pocket and he steps up and he's, you know, fires him, he's all fundamentally sound and all that stuff, he's even more deadly. But like some of those passes yesterday, you're right, like backyard football with him and Kelsey. The first touchdown pass is an incredible play by both players. Oh, yeah. Because it's in, put in a place where nobody's going to get to it on defense. It's a place where only, you know, his tight end can catch it. And his tight end is smart enough and good enough to know it's coming back. I don't even want to call it back shoulder. It's back, it's back shin. <laughs> yeah, that's it's about a right. back shin yeah. catch, right? Because that's how low it was, and it was just perfect ball placement. Now those guys have been doing it together for a long time, and it looks like it. And you know, for all the hey Taylor Swift has ruined Travis Kelsey's life, I would say no, that's probably not close. No, right. not at all. All right, so football at four coming up. I know we've hit a lot of these issues, but uh, let's get to a few more of them when it comes to the Ravens and Lions. And I pose this question, and we'll also get back to our poll question: Is what is which team, I should say, is more likely to be back with a shot to get to the Super Bowl next season, the Ravens or the Lions in the respective conference? We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, your Priority Order Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law.